In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, again. <laughs> One of the sneakiest, the sneakiest, and the root of all bad habits, of all sin, you know what it is? Pride. Pride? Pride is sneaky. Pride hides. Pride finds ways to avoid being found, to avoid being exposed. Most of us, when we hear the word pride, we don't associate ourselves with that word. Most of us, when we think about pride, the very first thing that we tell ourselves is, I'm not prideful. I'm a great person. I'm a good person. I'm not prideful. Other people are prideful, but I'm not prideful. That's usually the very first thing that we think of when we hear the word pride. And again, it is sneaky and it hides. Now, pride, what is the root of it? What is pride itself? Pride is when one elevates themselves higher than they should be to see themselves better than they really actually are. And when we do that, what we're doing is we're even making ourselves higher than God. Just very dangerous. And we all know it. Or it's the opposite, where we where we see ourselves even lower than we actually are, where we, where we belittle ourselves so bad that we literally hate ourselves. Neither of these two extremes are healthy. And in order for us to grow spiritually, in order for us to grow maturely spiritually, then we have to actually find the balance between these two ugly extremes of either I'm the best person, nobody understands me, I'm so good, and everybody just hates me, and nobody gets me, I'm so amazing, look what I do for everybody, I do this and I do that, and I take care of my family, and poor me, I always get the, the poop end of the stick. I never get what I deserve. We have that extreme. Or the other extreme is, I'm never going to be good enough, I'm the worst person, uh, look at that person and look at me. When am I ever going to be good enough? And these two extremes, they kill us inside. They, they literally erode inside of us. And we don't realize that, that these two extremes are actually what's really, they're at the root of a lot of our behavior. A lot of the things that we say we do in our family and our homes and with our friends and just in everyday life, the root of it is one of these ugly versions of ourselves that we're seeing. They're false identities. They're false masks that we wear. And we do this, my brothers and sisters, all because there's a deep insecurity inside of us. And I actually think that a lot of the times when people are extremely prideful or extremely bragging about themselves or they're really, really narcissistic, the reason why a lot of the times it's actually because they're extremely insecure 
And they don't actually see their own insecurity. They don't want to actually admit that they're insecure. They don't want to admit that they have these imperfections. So what they do is, they overcompensate. What we do is, I should say, we, we overcompensate by bragging and looking up all the good things about ourselves. But then what we do is, we've made ourselves greater than we actually are. So what are some signs of this? What are some signs of, of pride? Every pride that maybe we're not really quite aware of, but they're there. Again, when you hear these, ask yourself, is it coming? I want you to ask, what is the root? Is the root actually because I don't think of myself good enough? And I have poor self-esteem and no self-worth? Or is it, I think, way too high to be of myself? Or is it really both? The first thing that I want to ask us is, do we do things simply out of doing them of how we appear? Doing things just for the sake of appearances, just for the sake of how we're going to look on the outside, but we're not really actually working on anything that we, uh, that we show ourselves in the outside, we're not actually working on it in the inside. Like, we put on a show, and we put on a mask, so that people can see us in one way, but on the inside, we're not even aware that we're doing that, and we're just, we're actually a totally other way. How many of us, and then what's very dangerous about this is that we actually become hypocrites. We become hypocrites, where we, we want everybody to see us as one thing, and we preach, we talk about it, and we sound actually very, very good at our preaching, too. Like, when people listen to you, they're very, very convinced by you. Like, wow, that person really is holy. That person really knows what they're talking about. That person really is smart. That person really knows business. That person really knows religion. That person really knows whatever. But really, on the inside, you're not actually really working on anything. You're not actually really uh, living out on the inside. There is no connection And so we do things just for appearance. Because we care more about what people say about us, just like the Pharisees, Jesus talked about the Pharisees today. They care more about what people say about them and people calling them masters than they really actually do care about following what they're preaching and what they're projecting, what they're showing. How many of us do this? And unfortunately, we live in a community where everything is about appearance for us. We live in a community and in a culture that is obsessed with doing things out of mere obligation. We do things just simply because we want to please people. And we do this either because, again, we want everybody to think we're so great, or because we are so insecure about ourselves that we want people to think that we're good. And we're trying to convince ourselves that we're better than we actually are. Or we're, we're trying to convince ourselves that we even have the slightest amount of good inside us because we think we're that bad. Another sign is when we have uh, a difficult time being able to take feedback or criticism from him. Now, that can be either I'm taking criticism from other people, or I'm all of a sudden starting to notice my own weakness, my own failures, my own imperfections, 
But I cannot admit that. I cannot face that. It's too hard for me to admit that, you know what? Yeah, you're right. When I walked in the house, I didn't say hi to you, or I didn't do this, or I didn't do that. You're right. So it's too hard for us. And we either, again, we either go into those two extremes. Because I can't admit that I had a fault when somebody's telling me, hey, guess what, I noticed this and you said that you did this. Either I'm going to make so many excuses that I'm going to convince you that you're the wrong one for even calling me out for what I did. Or I'm going to fall into such a deep self-hatred because, because of one little thing, like all of a sudden we think that we're supposed to be like perfect, that, that when we see ourselves do any little mistake, we condemn ourselves to hell. Like, you're the worst person. I cannot believe. For what? Because, because you're, you're human? Because you have human weakness? Because you have human affections? We cannot, that person, that the, the pride, that pride inside of us cannot admit that we have perfection without going to those two extremes. What's the balance there? Simply being able to say, Jesus, you love me and you love my imperfection. You, love, you are the completion of my imperfection, so I don't have to be in denial about my imperfection. I don't have to be afraid of my imperfection. St. Therese, the little flower, I think she was the greatest psychologist that ever lived, ever, ever. The greatest psychologist. If you ever get a book on her, and you get a book on her writings, you're going to be so incredibly amazed by the wisdom of this 24-year-old girl that lived in a, in a cloistered monastery in, in just some random city of France. She, was, she, she didn't do any miracles. She didn't do anything great and spectacular. She was just the greatest Catholic psychologist that I've ever seen in life. And one of the most important things that she taught me that really saved my life, and I mean this, it really saved my life because I really, and I still oftentimes I can fall into these two extremes, where she taught me how when you see your imperfections, when you see your weakness, when you see you've done something wrong, whether it's a grave sin, like a moral sin, or it could be something as little as, yeah, you lied. You lied about something. And somebody's calling you out on it. Instead of going to those two extremes, she taught me and she says, she says, be okay with peace in your heart, with seeing yourself imperfect. I'm like, girl, are you crazy? Be at peace with seeing your imperfections and your weakness. Make peace with it. Like, don't fight yourself, don't hate yourself, nor exalt yourself. Just be at peace with it. It's okay. God loves your imperfection. You are a sinner. <laughs> Do not try to deny the fact that you are a sinner, she says. But that's not an insult to us. That shouldn't make us hate ourselves. That should make us realize how much we are loved because we have an ex who is Jesus. And when the person is able, with peace in their hearts, not going to either extreme, when they're able to be at peace with being able to admit that they have this imperfection, or they have this weakness, and they don't turn on themselves, and they don't turn on other people, they can just accept it. 
then Jesus really, truly begins to transform that person. But with those two extremes, Jesus can't come in. With that one extreme of, I'm the greatest, or that other extreme of, I'm the worst, Jesus cannot come and do any work. He can't. He literally stays outside the house of your soul, and he waits on you. Because that pride inside of you is trying to take control. That pride inside of you is not allowing yourself to be taken care of, to be healed by the doctor. It's almost like, I don't need you, doctor. I'm going to go and figure this out on my own. I'm going to go and, and, and heal myself. I'm going to go take all this medication. I'm going to go do all of this. I don't need anyone. That's what we do to Jesus. We tell Jesus, I don't need you, Jesus. I, I'm self-sufficient. I'm good enough. Again, either because we don't like ourselves or we like ourselves way too much. See what's happening there? You see the cycle that's going on here? Anybody following me here? <laughs> and so we can't take, we can't see our own imperfections, but we cannot receive criticism from anyone. And we gaslight, and we get angry. And this is the reason why we have marriage problems, by the way. Married couples, they those. Are you listening? Okay. These are signs, my brothers and sisters, of pride. Another sign of pride is, is criticism. When we criticize people, when we criticize people, when we have high expectations of everybody around us, and even of ourselves, we have such high expectations. They're so unrealistic, these expectations. And nobody's actually ever able, no matter what people do or what you do, it's never good enough. And so if we do this, we just, it makes us feel good to see the imperfection in all the people. It makes us feel good to gossip about it, to bring it out in the light. Because now it's written in stone that this person is this or that. This person did this, this person did that. And what it does is it, it somehow the way we think that it's erasing our own weaknesses and our own imperfections. We think that somehow the way by passing by another person, that somehow the way it's going to take away from my own imperfections. But my criticism made it worse. My, my criticism of that person, of focusing on their weaknesses, is actually making me worse than whatever it is that I'm that I'm hating about. Because at the end of the day, we ourselves fall into maybe sometimes the same thing. You know, I find it interesting that the majority of the time that we criticize somebody for something, it's actually because we ourselves are we're actually criticizing ourselves over seeing what we're criticizing that person. We're seeing it to them, we're not seeing it in us. Do you understand that? Like the liar, the person that loves to criticize people for lying is actually lying to themselves. But instead of admitting that they lie, they have seen it in another person. You see that? So if you find yourself being very critical of people for something, ask yourself first, am I criticizing this person because I see that problem in myself that I don't want to admit? That's oftentimes why I'm criticizing other people. Do you understand what I'm saying here? The robber, the thief, loves to make everybody a thief. You see what I'm saying? This is very dangerous. Again, this is the ugly proof of pride. So guys, 
what, what's the solution here? Because if we do good, we think right. Oh, I took care of my grandma. Now all of a sudden we think we're poor saints. If we don't do good, you're the worst person in the world. You need to be better. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be a saint. Where do we go? Honestly, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't, I'm, the only answer I got is this man right here. That's the only answer I have. The only answer I have is this. Honesty leads to humility. Honesty leads to humility. When I can be honest about the situation, and I can be really, truly real about it, not, not an either delusion, not an either extreme, I can be honest. Yes, I made a mistake. Yes, this person made a mistake, but I don't need to either condemn them, nor do I need to canonize them the same. I don't need to condemn myself, nor do I need to canonize myself the same. Honesty is just saying, like St. Therese says, exact our depression and our weakness. And don't hate yourself. Say, Jesus, I cry before you, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, heal me. Lord, come to my aid. Lord, help me. Just saying and admitting you need help is, a, is, is, is humility. Because if God, if God gave us the ability to be humble on our own, we would just become prideful again. If God told you, do this and do this, and then you will be humble, what's going to happen is we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and then we're going to actually take pride in the fact that we did these two things, and now we got, the, we got humility. So now I'm humble. That doesn't work. Don't blame yourself because I prayed the most you, because I went to church, now I'm a humble person. That does not work. That's actually pride, again. It's this vicious cycle. The only thing we can do is say to Jesus, Jesus, I literally cannot humble myself, but you need Jesus, I don't know how to love myself in a healthy way, nor do I know how to humble myself in a healthy way. Lord, I don't know how to do anything without you. And that, my brothers and sisters, is really true. When you literally feel like you are powerless before God, God allows that for a reason because he wants to be the power in us. Do you understand? Like, he literally allows us to come face to face with having our nothingness, our powerlessness. But it's in accepting that powerlessness that we receive true grace and we become, we become humble. But not on our own, but because of him. But because he's beautiful. Because he's holy. Because he is one. And then he needs to put that in us and then we need to see that in ourselves. And then we begin to actually love ourselves in a holy and healthy way. Not in either extreme, but knowing that we are sinners, but we are loved sinners. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.